Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll get to that here later. But uh, first and foremost, we got to get to Mary Kay Cabot, who's on the North Oaks of Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mary Kay, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Uh, you know, it, it's been a lot of news coming around and uh, a lot of different uh, things, you know, jumping off with the Browns and, and, and most notably with uh, Jim Schwartz being named as the uh, as the defensive uh, coordinator. Um, in his additional, you know, his press conference, his, his, um, you know, the first sighting that he was here and, 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 you know, the first press conference, how do you believe that that turned out? And do you did you take anything specific um, that made you say hmm, a little bit when you heard him talk? You know, I don't think there was anything too surprising. I I know, I knew that he was going to try to showcase Miles Garrett and make sure uh, that he brings out the strengths of Miles. And he says he's even going to try to help him produce even more. So if he gets more than 16 sacks or more pressures out of Miles Garrett, uh, then the Browns will be to the good for that. But uh, so that was one thing. And then uh, basically helping everyone to understand that Kevin Stefanski is firmly in charge of of hiring and firing on his staff. I thought that was pretty significant because it's not always that way. It happens that way some places, but in other places, as a coordinator, uh, you have a lot of say in in, uh, who you would like to hire for your staff. So I thought that was interesting. I think that means that a number of the guys that were here last year will probably remain. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, Just, you know, he really didn't talk too much uh, about his scheme, but I think he, you know, I think he can be versatile. He's done a number of things. Uh, you know, he, he's got the, uh, you know, four, three wide nine thing going on, but, uh, but, you know, he can really do anything. And I think he can adapt to whatever is going on in the NFL at the time. If that kind of scheme is still going to work beautifully, uh, then you will see plenty of it. Uh, if it's time to adjust, then he will do that as well. You know, Mary Kay, when, when you hear him him talk, it, it seems like he, he's confident in what his scheme is able to do. Um, and, and he seemed to be a guy who, you know, isn't too excited about, you know, the, the options of becoming another head coach. Um, do you think that that was one of the reasons why they went in that direction over a, a guy um, like Brian Flores? You know what? I I think that they probably recognized that that Brian Flores was going to want to take some head coaching opportunities, some interviews, maybe some other defensive coordinator interviews, and they wanted to move quickly. They wanted to get this thing wrapped up. They didn't want to be, you know, have the musical chairs 
going around and them not end up with one of the best coordinators in the NFL. And that's what they have. And, uh, you know, I think they feel really, really good about it. Um, when you when you look at the – there's been a much uh, to do about defensive tackles. And I, I'll be honest, uh, yeah, the Browns had pretty much the worst defensive tackle room in, in the NFL last year. Um, when you look at the way that Jim Schwartz has been a lot made of him having defensive tackles that play well, Albert Hainsworth, uh, you, you get a lot of those guys, Fletcher Cox, uh, you know, Hargraves, and all, all those guys um, just so happen to be on his roster and he coached those guys. Um, do you think that the Browns need to go out and get a top-flight, first-name type guy uh, to go on this defensive front? I think so. I've been saying that for a while, yes. I do think that they need uh, a premier defensive tackle uh, to really make this defense pop and do what it needs to do and to help stop the run, especially if you're going to have you know, some of the smaller linebackers. You really need to be stout up front. So, yes, with Jim Schwartz coming on board, I think that's something that uh, that they will look to do. And, you know, the problem is you can't be throwing out too many names right now because so many of those names that, you know, people would love to get here, you know, those guys aren't necessarily going to make it to the market. So, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, everybody everybody would love to have a Duran Payne. Who wouldn't love that? But, uh, you know, to think that those guys are just going to somehow end up on the market uh, you know that sometimes that can be fool's gold. Yeah, there, there's a couple of those guys that you, I look at it. I'm like, these guys, it's a pipe dream. Ain't nobody come in. Like Deron Payne, he's first of all, he's not even unrestricted. Like so, they can come back and franchise him and do some other different things. Um, there's a lot of guys that are up for paydays where you know the, the Eagles aren't. Um, you know, might not even you know lead you know, let go Hargraves or, or sign him back. Fletcher Cox is a guy who's actually a free agent as well, but he's a little older. Um, do you believe, looking at the way that they go, could go about it, is it more likely that the Browns use a trade mechanism to get a defensive tackle or a trade mechanism to get a receiver? You know what? Once again, it, it all depends on uh, how the market starts to play out. And we will know more about that you know, as, as we get like, you know, basically closer to the combine mm -hmm. in, you know, late February, early March type of thing, uh, you know, you just don't know yet. It, it just all depends on who's available, what it would take to get them, and then you allocate your, your resources. But we do know this about Andrew Barry. He's done a really good job in the trade market. Some of their best acquisitions have come via trade. Uh, including Amari Cooper. I mean, if you can somehow find in another another Amari Cooper in a trade, especially uh, you know the way that they got him for a bargain basement price, then obviously you would want to try to do something like that. So they will be looking to make deals like that. Sometimes guys need a change of scenery. That was the case with Amari Cooper. Jerry Jones had had enough of him uh, for ridiculous reasons, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless. Uh, there he was, available on the trade market, and, you know, Andrew Barry scooped him up. So they'll just have to hope that they can find another situation like that. Talking to Mary Kay Capital, North Oldside Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. She's, of course, the beat reporter uh, for the Cleveland Browns beat reporter for Cleveland.com. Uh, Mary Kay, this, this story, I don't even know why I'm asking you this question, right? But I come back, you know, i am been off for a couple weeks, a couple days, and I'll come back and they talk about Nick Chubb. Like getting traded, your your thoughts on how viable Nick Chubb getting traded would be? 
You know, I, I just don't I just don't see that happening. You know, they have a core of players that right now that Super Bowl window really is going to be open because what did they need uh, to get there? They needed the quarterback. Well, they didn't have the quarterback for 11 games last year. So that window is actually opening on the 2023 season. And they have their core group of players designed to get them there. And Nick Chubb is certainly one of those players. So I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, of course, anything can happen in the NFL. Stranger things have happened. But right now, I view him as a face of the franchise, as a key piece of what they want to do. And I just don't see that. You know, and for the, I got to get to this, too. You know, this is I haven't been able to talk to you since this kind of broke. Um, what do you, you know, when you heard that uh, Jadavian Clowney had a rebuttal saying that, you know, his words were taken out of context, um, you, you know, what was your first reaction to that? Because I remember right when it's, when he had said it, the next day I think I had you in the barbershop and, and I said, how did this whole thing go down? And you explained the, the interaction in quite a, a alarming detail about how pretty much he, you didn't even gently guide him down that road. He came and told you these things. What did you make of him saying that his words were taken out of context? And, and is that just something that you did with as a reporter? Well, first of all, I think it's important to note that his name was not on that statement. Okay. It, that statement came, was issued to two people, the two biggest NFL uh, reporters, you know, in the NFL, Adam and Ian, um, you know, by a publicist. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they, they went for, you know, the biggest bang for their buck that they could possibly get. Um, but his name was not on that. And I would, I would love to see Jadavian in his own words say something like that because I know for a fact that he doesn't believe that. There is no way that he believes that. And let me just say that in terms of context, here was the context. The context of what I wrote was, hey, I don't like to be taken off the weaker link and put on the stronger link. I don't like that. And it ticks me off. And it's messed up my head and it's messed up my season. And that's why I don't have my 10 sacks and blah, blah, blah. That was the context, okay? So we know for a fact that that happened. We know for a fact that he took himself off the field on first and second down in the Baltimore Ravens game and that he only played on third down because Chris Kiffin asked him to, he wouldn't have done that either. Chris had to say, Hey, can you at least go in on third down? So we know he did this. So I defy anyone to tell me how was that taken out of context? It's right there in black and white on film. Chris Kiffin confirmed it. Jadavian said it, it with his own words. Miles Garrett confirmed it. Everybody knows that he did that. That was the context. How, I ask you, can that have been taken out of context? Well, that's why we asked you the question, and, and I always give you the format to come and, and talk and, and speak um, because I, I know it's, it's frustrating sometimes when, when you can use that is the tremendous out, you know, that's the out card, right? You can always just play the I got taken out of context role, and then it kind of puts in question who's who's really telling the truth. So I wanted you to have an opportunity to come on and tell exactly how you felt about the situation uh, and to get your side of the story out, Mary Kay. I appreciate you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I would be very curious, you know, at some point down the road, 
you know, to, to see if, if Jadavian ever actually himself tries to say that, I mean, tries to say that he was taken out of context. I don't even think he would do that because he knows he wasn't. I mean, he absolutely knows he wasn't. And the players that overheard him speaking like this to me, which, of course, I told you the first time, mm-hmm. I asked him point blank, are you cool with me writing this? And he said something to the effect of, F, yeah. Um, you know, the players that kind of overheard it and were sort of trying to get him to tone himself down a little bit, you know, they know. I mean, they know that nothing was taken out of, of context. So, I, you know, he, he would have a hard time. I think trying to say that himself with a straight face, but he didn't say it. A publicist issued a statement, and I know that for a fact. Mary Kay, appreciate you all your great work. We'll talk to you soon, and then thanks for uh, taking time out of your Saturday to come on the fan. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.